<laughs> Welcome to the Daily Calendar Podcast, where we bring your uh, daily conversations to the next level. Or just teach you something new, Bob. Or just teach you something new. It's true. But we'll teach you something new so that you can bring your conversations to the to, next level. To a more interesting place. This is true. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes people don't like to talk to other people and they just might like to learn a new fact and they are welcomed here as well. Yes. And also, if you don't want to talk to somebody, you could use one of our otter things when they start talking to you and just say something about... To awkwardly push them away. The size of a cucumber's poop or something like that and they'll probably slowly back Sea cucumber. Sea cucumber. Did I say cucumber? You did. Okay. I don't know if cucumbers poop, but... They don't. Sea cucumbers do. They definitely don't, Bob. Well, it's the weekend. It is. 8th and 9th of February. Mm-hmm. So, uh, got any big plans? I do. I'm going to bring you the this date in history on February 9th. Sounds good to me. So, this is interesting. I don't remember this, although I'm sure I heard about it on the news. In 2017, on February 9th, Widespread power outage plunges Brussels into darkness. Uh, yeah, I don't remember hearing about that. I don't remember either, but I did look it up. It's legit. But what I couldn't find was how long the power outage lasted. So I'm still searching for that, and I couldn't find it before the start of this. But, I mean, it was total darkness. Just gone so. so. Hmm. Well, that happened here on the Northeast but and it was in Michigan a long oh. time ago. Oh, I don't know about that, but I know we had one. Uh, the I mean, New York had one after her one of the hurricanes, and you know, this the one I'm talking about was like a random one that just happened, like I think out of the out of the blue. Yeah, that's scary. And I was in northern Michigan, which wasn't affected by it because I guess it's connected to like a different grid. Hmm. But I thought the whole northeast lost I, power. I don't remember that. Yeah. You don't remember the year. I don't remember the year, but it was probably in the uh, 2000s. Huh. Well, we'll have to look it up and see um, if the whole Northeast lost power. But I think I would remember that because... 2005 I, to 2010, I would guess. All right. Something uh, like that. In the meantime, do you, what do you have but for us? I have a lot. I have a lot today. Okay. Okay. So let's start off with one of the 365 smartest things ever said. Okay. This was said by writer Ray Bradbury, who wrote Fahrenheit 451, The Martian Chronicles, amongst other things. Mm-hmm. Go to the edge of the cliff and jump off. Build your wings on the way down. Okay. So he's basically just saying, take a chance. And make it work. And make it work. Figure it out. Interesting. As you're falling to your hopefully not death. Well, geez, that gave it a dark turn. Speaking of dark turn, how to win friends and influence people isn't dark, but it's trying to help you stay out of darkness here. Stay out of it. So, you know when sometimes you just don't feel like smiling? Yes, I do know that. I mean, I'm not a smiler in general. No, you're not. You're kind of brooding, for sure. Uh, uh, well, I, just, I wasn't going to say that, but... I'm a, I'm a smiler, but sometimes I don't feel like smiling, and sometimes I have to smile for work, so it's a struggle for me. So, how to win friends and influence people. 
you don't feel like smiling, two things. First, force yourself to smile, which basically is what I end up doing. <laughs> and Bob's forcing himself to smile right now. It looks super weird. If you're alone, force yourself to whistle or hum or attune or sing. So act as if you're already happy and that will tend to make you happy. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, I think maybe. I'm feeling happier already. That smile is creepy. It makes me feel like you're going to kill me in my sleep. Honestly, it does. Stop doing that. Please, please. I'm begging you. So, yeah. But, mm mm-mm. So if you are feeling like you don't want to smile and you need to smile, then just shine it on and smile and then you'll start feeling better. I have read that before. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I've read that before too. And it, I've actually kind of... I think I've seen like the science behind it too and it actually does work. Okay. And at different periods, I've like told myself I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to go smile in the mirror. And I'm just going to look at myself and smile. Mm-hmm. I think there was a movie where they someone did that in the movie. A bunch. Yeah, probably. So I have an update for you on your power outage in the Northeast. Okay. It was 2003. 2003, okay. Yeah. So the Northeast blackout of 2003 was widespread through parts of the Northeast and Midwestern United States and the Canadian province of Ontario. So this was August 14th through the 28th. It began just after 4, 10 p.m., and it was not restored until 11 p.m. But most didn't get their power back for two days. Yeah, I so, think in Michigan it was several days. Yeah, and I guess the um, the cause was a software bug in the alarm system in the control room at First Energy. Yeah, it seems ridiculous, doesn't it? it that's what it says, and it says it in two different spots. So... Um, It says the alarm system at the control room at First Energy. It's an Akron, Ohio-based company. (sighs) Ohio. Uh, Ohio again. Dang it. They're always causing problems. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you lost your power and you're feeling down. Smile. No one would see you. And (laughs) you're struggling to smile. Just be thankful you're not a horse. Mm. Okay? This is from what your poo telling you. The rectal exam is one of the most dreaded aspects of any visit to the doctor. This intrusive anal probing involves insertion of a gloved finger a mere three to four inches inside the rectum and is performed to evaluate the lower part of the GI tract. In in reality, it examines just just, uh, less than 10% of the uh, total colon. This is really small writing, so I'm struggling to read it. Yeah. In horses, the rectal exam is a bit more involved. So veterinarians don a rubber sleeve extending from the ham to the shoulder and insert the entire arm into the poor horse's rectum. I've seen that. I had a horse, and they do that. They stick it way up there. So. Yeah, that's, that's, I don't, I don't want that to happen to me. It's not going to, but someone might stick you know, I mean, it's a finger for you. But for a horse, it's a whole arm. Okay. So. Yeah, that's that's yucky. All right, I'm going to skip the one about chocolate. Um, So I'm going to move to Atlas Obscura. Okay. Which that's... is, this one's an interesting one today because it's not really, all the ones that we've seen have been destinations in which to go to. This is in France, Malta, Cyprus, and South Africa. 
And it's a type of fish. It's called Salima porgy. Have you heard of this? I've heard of Salima porgy. Yep. So I had not until I until I read this. So eating these small gold streaked um, fishes can cause audio and visual hallucinations that last for days. So since ancient times, I guess this has been used for um, to help people trip. Huh. Uh, so it's been used for that in spiritual ceremonies. Modern scientists still know little about the reason for the LSD-like effects. So, Salima Porgy. Interesting. That is kind of crazy. I'm just going to start eating random fish and see what happens. That won't help you. You need to find the specific kind of fish. So. Um, oh, well, okay. I guess we'll... All right. What do you got? I've got a, uh, a Jeopardy one. Okay. So... This is the state capitals. It's the only capital named for a signer of the Constitution. What is Jackson? No. What is James Madison? What? Oh, sorry. What is Madison, Wisconsin? There's not a Jackson capital? Uh, Jackson didn't sign the Constitution. He didn't? Are you sure? Andrew Jackson? Is there a Jackson, no. though, as a capital? I think Mississippi. Jackson's. Okay. But, so, do you know what president in the order of presidents Madison was? I do not. I mean, well, if he signed the Constitution, he had yeah. to be early, correct? Correct. So, I would say he was third. You would be close. He was fourth. Shoot. Who was third? Adams? No, Adams was second. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Washington, Adam Jefferson? Maybe. We're really... Madison Monroe? Yeah. Well, we can easily look this up. So, well, um, why don't you pull it up and try to uh, get the first five presidents. While I ask you, what percentage... Actually, how do we ask this question? So, this question is about the percentage of the world's almonds. So what manufacturer bleh, what manufacturer uses 40% of the world's almonds? So I kind of asked that a little differently than I normally would. So this manufacturer uses 40% of the world's almonds. And it's not one manufacturer, it's this type of manufacturer. This type of manufacturer mm -hmm. uses that. Use 40% of the world's almonds. It's um, kind of a hard one. Almond milk manufacturers. Hmm. That would be a good guess. So it's actually chocolate manufacturers. Chocolate. Mm -hmm. Oh, that makes sense. They must put almonds in a lot of their chocolate stuff. Yeah. So definitely. And that is um, a good conversation piece to segue into the fact that Valentine's Day is uh, Friday the fourteenth, which is coming up next week. Yeah. So think about it. Is it going to be chocolate, flowers, jewelry? Guys, you got to get it straight Or now. almonds. Or almond chocolate. Almond joy. Yeah. So. Well, that's interesting. That's a lot. That is all I have for today. So we have chocolate. We have fish that give us LSD-like, um, whatever, LSD-like conditions. Yeah. Conditions, symptoms. Okay. Oh, you have more. I've got more, yeah. Two more? 
I've got two more for some reason. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, oh, it's because you gave me one of these and we already did it. So. Well, we can still do another one of those. Double okay. Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is a life hack. Think up a three to four minute introduction for yourself and memorize it. Mm. This will come in handy and make you seem more confident when asked to tell a little bit about yourself <laughs> in a social or business setting. I think that that's great advice because I struggle with that. I think we should pull that out and star it and we should do that for ourselves. I started to try to do it for myself. Okay. I don't think we want to hear it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's mainly about goats and Yeti. I mean, great. I probably didn't make it, but it's also three to four minutes, I think. Well, I don't think it's three to four minutes yet, but okay, fine. Do you want to tell me We're the not... first line? You can tell me the first line. Hi, my name is Bob Mayer and I live in Boston. Okay. Tell me the second line. I was originally from Michigan, though. Though? And now I'm married in Boston, and I live in an apartment. <laughs> oh no, yeah. I'm just kidding. This sounds right. very depressing, Bob. It doesn't sound like you're very excited about your life. But, yeah. all right, let's move on. I guess I have, we have two Jeopardy questions, double Jeopardy for the weekend. For the weekend, yeah. So that is, yeah, oh, that's right. We do double Jeopardy on the weekends, right? No. But there's two separate questions on the weekend in this calendar, whereas a lot of the calendars combine it. So that's why we do double jeopardy on the weekends. Yep. Okay. So this, oh, fabrics and textiles for 2000. This sheer net fabric with hexagonal holes is named for a French city that began producing it in the early 1800s. So this sheer net fabric with hexagonal holes is named for a French city that began producing it in the early 1800s. I'll give you a hint. Wow. My wedding dress Um, was made of this material. That is not going to help me at all. The only thing I... Lace? It's not lace. Is that a city in... Is it? It could be. It might be. Um, So it's tool. It's tool? Mm Mm-hmm. Tool. Yeah, I T U L L E. Tool. No, that I don't. All right, I think I don't think I've ever heard that. Of the day for us. I do. It's neoteric. 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 And it's this is a word that I think you could use because it means. Yes, easily. I should that's, say you could use easily. You could use all of that's the words. Why we can, that's why we're sharing these, because these words can be integrated into your daily conversations. Yes. And vocab. Yep. And so what it means is recent in origin. Modern. What? It means recent in origin. Modern. Recent. In origin. In origin. Modern. Origin. I've <laughs> never heard anyone call it that. Modern. Is that a mis- is that a Midwestern thing? Maybe I don't know. I, that's you how you say it. Origin. Origin. No, I don't think so. I've never heard anyone. It's not. I don't even think that's a tomato tomato situation. Mm. Origin and origin. Yeah. Originally. I don't know. Um, recent in origin, modern. Okay. Yeah. So, so neoteric. Neoteric, yeah. So, uh, like, like designing your home in neoteric style. Yeah, or just, you know, that What's this dress, one? that fabric is not neoteric. You always do the It's not a neoteric. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
I was gonna choose the other one, but then I realized that that could be it's not Neoter. But what is what is the sentence that they used formally? Sandra wondered how old the novel's author was, since the writing contained the neoteric slang that her children used with their friends. Okay. Neoteric slang. Okay. Neoteric fashion. Neoteric food choices. Neoteric. No, I get it. I get it. Thank things. You. Thank you. So the other word was rapier, which I was like, okay, maybe not that one, because we don't want. People going around. But yet you brought it up anyways. I brought it up anyways. So, which is yeah. extremely sharp or keen. Extremely sharp or keen. And is that how you pronounce it? So you don't want to be like... rough here. Anyways, the word's neoteric. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe it's not rapier. And it's, it's definitely okay. pronounced origin, not origin. Origin. That's very odd, Bob, that you say it like that. Maybe that is the Midwest way of saying it. I don't know. I've always said it that way. You also say taken differently. You say like token or something. Well, token, (laughs) T-O-O-K-E-N. That's not a word. Token? He was token. Origin. Well, I don't care how... Origin. They... That doesn't even... It's... Bob, I'm pretty sure it's always taken, not token. There's no token. T-O-O-K-E-N? Yeah. There's no such thing as token. It's dialect, non-standard. Yeah, exactly. It's not standard. That's the dialect I use. Past past of take, non-standard form of taken. So that's not actually a word used in the English language. (laughs) But it is a recognized word. Maybe to Midwesterners, it's very... Tooken is not a word. When used in a sentence, it implies the person speaking is an idiot. <laughs> that's what it said right there. Well, that's just their up. opinion. But I'm just saying. That's just their opinion. All right. And they're the idiot. But I'm, I don't mean to call you an idiot. That's just funny that that was the first thing that came up. But anyways. All right. But the, that, that concludes our weekend segment of the Daily Calendar podcast. So enjoy yeah. the weekend. Get a bunch of por- por- Salema Porgy and have a, have a great weekend. Yes, yeah, Salema Porgy you know? and some chocolate almonds and you're good to go. You're good to go for the weekend. And All right. All right, folks, remember, be afraid and do it anyway. All right.